Okay, welcome back for another week. Don't forget to follow us on socials at uh, Three Dudes Pod. And uh, yeah, let's get started. We're kicking down this motherfucking door and we're doing that. Let's get into it. If there's anything that could be haunted, for sure that fucking chair's haunted. Then again, the internet always wins. The internet always wins. Searching around about uh, this dock I found. Let's be frank, there's piss on the floor. He was pulled out of power and he was murdered by firing squad. I'll start having pain. Three dudes in a dock. That's the one. That, that is what it's called. Okay, welcome back for another week, fellas. Um, this week we are talking about the 2000 documentary dark days um so for anyone who hasn't uh, looked it up or or seen it um basically uh, it's a cinematic uh, portrait of the homeless population who live permanently in the underground tunnels of new york city um so these people lived uh, in a tunnel that was unused by amtrak and uh beneath penn station on its way to harlem um Good morning, or I guess not really morning. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? <laughs> Feeling humbled. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, this one. Uh, let's. Uh, we'll. We'll jump right into it. And uh, Christian, what do you think uh, of this one? Hello. I'm good. Doing pretty well. I'm feeling humbled. Just came out of my tunnel. Oh, that's rude. Come on. Why? Why is that rude? Cool. So there's going to be something that I'm going to talk about that's going to make it even more incredible uh, in a little bit. Uh, Oh, man. Um, it? It was funny. It was humbling. It was sad. Um, enlightening disheartening heartwarming like it was it was one of the best docs i think we've seen so far for me at least incredible it was it was great uh i knew about this um like a while ago like when we were in college tyler or maybe a few years out of college i remember my buddy matt telling me about this so I remember watching it, but I watched it a long time ago and then rewatched like Haley and I rewatched it. And yeah, it was, it was good, man. Cause like, it's, it's one of those docs that is like, there doesn't need to be a budget and like, so, you don't really need to yeah. direct anyone. You kind of just are there as like, just roll the camera and have them say what they're going to say. And like, he asked questions, but it's not like he's trying to direct anything. It's just like, ah, oh, like, hey, Tyler, what are you doing? Like, what's your, this is your house? So, so uh, it was really good. Uh, like Christian cool. said, it, it's, and yeah, the ups and downs. Great documentary. What, what makes like, it even more incredible? Times like when, so I don't want to spoil Singer, it, the but director, when the people the are talking about these people, their children, like the two just, people, like the two stories that are told, to it's just City. like they take such and hard as a lifestyle choice, decided that I was like, move down into the talk. Like, holy shit. And became friends with these people, and they were sitting around one night, and they're like, yeah, we should make a, uh, a film about this. 
So he went to a camera house in New York City and they uh-huh. lent him a film camera. This guy has uh-huh. zero filmmaking background, zero cinematography uh, background. It won a bunch of cinematography awards. Um, the reason he shot uh-huh. on black and white, his, his buddy told him that uh, if you shoot on color, you're going to fuck it uh-huh. up. It's going to be green, red, like you're not going to get the right color. So shoot it on black and white, it'll be easier. Yeah. Um, all the uh, the foot, like yeah. the film that was given to him was damaged, like yeah. leftover stuff that the film house was just like, okay, yeah, here, take this. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. no, sorry. Kodak supplied free damaged film for the product or pro pro. Yeah, project. The film, the, the thing that I saw that like Kodak directly like sponsored them with like the use not quite the damage film. Oh, it was the film house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like not even though um i guess like what i had heard it was a transcript of an interview that singer had done was that the guy who was lending him the camera knew someone at the kodak house to get Mm -hmm. him film and this was film that was expired and like in the trash and he was not supposed to give it away he feels bad every time it comes up because he's got to say this guy's name like for due credit but it could get him in a lot of trouble because it wasn't sponsored by kodak i don't think kodak's gonna has really has legal finances to come after you so i think we're good yeah i wouldn't <laughs> yeah, worry not about now, it. but like as so kodak yeah, I'd be like, so yeah basically I mean, that was like a break of protocol no, but like that's all right like we'll be okay with that one film they'd have to be a pretty asshole company to be like no nah, dude that's fucked up um, the crew like you're bringing light to a social situation like yeah. so Kodak's like pro and, uh, keeping people homeless um, like that's not cool rigs and everything out of just <laughs> like junk um yeah um i don't know yeah so so i'm reading a an interview with uh with singer right now he says um there was investors and vendors who yeah, liked singer and his idea singer says for example kodak gave me as much film as i could carry and sin yeah and Fuck, that's so Cinevision awesome, literally gave Mark I think we lost the camera Christian. for two Is and a half years there? and taught him how no, to No, I'm saying, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, I think uh, Kodak did have uh, a hand in, uh, in giving him film. Cool. Well, they do care about homeless people then. I take that back. Yeah, Oscilloscope, they, uh, they re-released it in 2010, I believe. Damn. Um, and uh, added a new a bunch of uh, of stuff to the document or the DVD, like uh, cool. Well, yeah, um, this that footage that he didn't cooler, use, then. like when he re- this I is something he that the tunnel. I would like to uh, get so on a hard copy because just to have that story, like that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was re released in 2011, not 2010. Sorry. Um, so he revisited the tunnel where okay. they shot, um, in 2011, and they uh, included that footage, um. And a bunch of stuff too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I 
there is a Wikipedia wow. article about uh, the Freedom Tunnel. Cool. Um, yeah, I wonder what it's like yeah, now. That's pretty Tunnel. neat. I think it's like a fully functioning um, subway line. I don't think that Amtrak like just kicked them out and then closed it up again. I think it's functioning. Absolutely, yeah. Oh. Chris, cool. Chris Freedom Pape. Yeah. Um, the tunnel no runs 2.6 miles from 72nd Street. To well, it's, it's colloquially Street. called the Freedom Tunnel because there was a graffiti artist who that's his nickname is Freedom. And he did portraits and paintings underneath all the lights in the tunnel. That's sick. So it's just a local name. Yeah. That's cool. And it's on like the west side of Manhattan too. It's a great part of New York. Well, I mean, the upper is pretty cool. It's just, yeah, it's kind of weird. Mitch Mitch was talking about the juxtaposition that you see on film of like rats eating garbage and then you like quick shot cut to people eating garbage and you're like, holy shit. Um, Um, Speaking of the soundtrack, uh, it was done by a a scary kind of thing to see, but then also Uh, when it's contextualized, uh, because there's like almost no context uh, with this doc. It doesn't title card anything. uh, It starts off with a wicked soundtrack and like just... But it, uh, yeah, like just licensed, names, uh, but yeah, yeah this this is, is in Manhattan. Like it's a really nice part of perfectly. New York. Cool. I don't. I don't think. That's yeah, I don't sick. think uh, they were thinking he was difficult mm-hmm. to work with. Just that's kind of just like, like that's to, funny how like to, uh, DJ Shadow uh, would have the industry but, would see him as like oh he's difficult to work with. But like, I wonder if it was just like early on he had something happen where he got financially so fucked where he's just like nah fuck you guys <laughs> and then like oh he's difficult. Yeah, no, I, I get that. You're just like, no, fuck that. The best is like bands and shit. So that are like, there's no, a, we're not a funny little trivia stuff. And then they get older and they're like, IMDb oh, hey, BMW, how uh, they got can, the right. This is how you spell my name. Um, ba- write that basically, check to. Because you know, there's like, I forget what band it was, but like right, a big rock uh, so 70s a duo, band that was duo, like, we'll never fucking sell our commercial shit. Concoct a scheme whereby they would give a note uh, to an attractive female friend who would go backstage after show and personally hand it to him. Uh, So it worked. So weeks later, they scheduled a flight to L.A. uh, and showed him a rough cut with his uh, music art in it. And he was uh, super impressed and not only let them use the existing titles, but even remix some of the older tracks to intercut with new audio samples. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so... Nice. So take a shot. So, yeah. This always uh, kind of shows people just take a shot because you never know uh, what uh, what answer you'll get, right? Was the girl debuting? <laughs> That's, right. That's really cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, of course um, not. Aw. And to be honest. Why didn't you leave? <laughs> he was like, fuck yeah, this. I'm out of here. Great. Fuck your movie. I thought Jessica was going to be here. I thought it was su- super in- <laughs> it was super interesting 
just to see, um, yeah, like they took you know, a shot I've, in the I've dark of, and it worked out. Um, like underground tunnel <laughs> towns, like in Las Vegas, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Um, and you know, we watched. So, what did you guys think of kids this? living in a train station? Yeah, these people but, need I to mean, get their shit together. That's what I thought. No, I'm kidding. Um, right. But the, yeah. the ingenuity <laughs> of these people. All right, fuck um, you. Like the shacks that they built, um, like literally pens for dogs. Um, they had like running Almost electricity. Things. They said that they used Ooh. to have running water. Just, yeah. just blew my mind. Uh, these people, when they're being given jobs, should be given construction yeah. jobs because what they did with so little um, material yeah, and tools was just unreal. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but when they yeah. got, when they got evicted and were, had to tear everything down, like, yeah, yeah like for sure. Well, so, when I was reading something about them building the, uh, well, I don't know if you uh, want to work the film rigs and buildings like, uh, the like that, and just and, having uh, them fall over on a stuff. slight breeze. But like, I get where, they didn't nail I get it. where like, you're coming they took from. Fire yeah, they were and, like, like seared super... a hole through the wood and like used wooden doweling and stuff. Like, yeah, that shit was built solid. Like, that, like, I was like, insane. how many like, fuck? I thought they put like one nail here, they, one nail there. They didn't have very much to work with. Like they were scrap wood, scrap metal, whatever. But like some of them look like really. Yeah. Great little, like obviously not, you know, like a house that uh, we would live in or someone like a. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. No. Like if you give those people some tools, a little bit of uh, um, education on, on construction, like. Obviously, no, I think, but, you know, they could but dude, I thought like my shed in my backyard, like I thought it was sick that I have power in there now, but like their houses, I was like, fuck man, my shed's got nothing on this shit. Like, God damn it. Yep. Mm-hmm. They could. They could. A lot of them did. Um, there's well, uh, an interview so with Singer about what at, has at happened the to these people end, in memory of Clarence cool, and uh, uh, third person name. So three yeah. of the people shown. The, yeah, like right. This is one of those docs where, like, released. the uh, "Where are they now?" Um, yeah. question is so yeah, fucking yeah, pertinent. So, yeah, yeah, that's what Haley like, was from like, beginning to end. You're like, where are these people? Yeah, yeah. At the end, Haley was like, "Oh, what? Why isn't there? Where are they now? Like, that would have." Yeah, they, he, really yeah, he filmed for yeah, filmed and ed- edited for two and a half years. Well, it said it took two and a half years to Damn. film and edit. Yeah, and what took so fucking long to make? Like, uh, I know f- um, from this interview, yeah, uh, two and a half years. That's it. No way. Oh, sorry. What? No, dude, it was filmed in like the '90s and wasn't released until like 2000. Yeah. So, sorry. Yeah, you guys are right. It says uh, the film was shot during the mid '90s. And then I think it's um, sad. It not no. released until the I, I think so I was yeah, I've heard a lot longer timeline than two years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In, yeah. They're referencing. Meantime, yeah. They're not like referencing shit from the uh, like, no. 2000s. They're like referencing things that's like the '90s. 
Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Cause he was doing it really slow. Um, there was this, it was a process, a flatbed. Do you guys know flatbeds? Um, right. Like oh, for yeah. film editing. No, it's probably cause it's fucking bullshit and super slow. And there was this technique that, uh, the camera house and development guy, uh, was telling them about and it sped up the process, um, like tenfold. Right, yeah. They moved uh, to, like flat bedding, I think is where you just lay actual, like two or three foot yeah. long strips of negatives out. Oh, that and makes then sense. so it's like linear, you just, you edit. Oh, yeah. So like you they can't, were doing uh, lin- they were doing shit together. editing. And then I noticed in the credits, they had avid rentals. So they would have like, someone would have told them about nonlinear, like, Hey, you know, you can digitize this shit. Avid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude. Avid, like an, yeah. Avid, an avid so, keyboard yeah, so he is like, over two you and a half total, years, like avid yeah, editing is like training, retraining the, your yeah, the camera brain, shop, how gave to the camera for two and a half, like how you've been taught how to use a keyboard. And once you see someone efficient with avid, it's fucking crazy. It's like an octopus. But like trying to learn it, I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is the fucking weirdest thing ever. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Well, all right. No, that makes sense. His, yeah. His friend yeah. told him that if you shoot color and you don't know what you're doing, you'll oh, fuck sweet. it all up. You'll, it will come out. Yeah. yeah. I thought that the black and white choice yeah. was, uh, says, yeah. If you shoot color, you, yeah. you don't, and you don't, I thought that the black doing, and white was, uh, uh, fuck it all um, up. It will come out all green. Like for red. not like strictly creative reasons, but like technical reasons. But I guess it was just because he was dirt poor. It would have looked way different. It would have yeah. looked like yeah, complete well, dog shit. Yep. And it and it's crazy because they would have had to build like all those lighting rigs and and everything down there. Like mm-hmm. it, especially yeah. with the low light. So like the black and white for low light like it it gives I such mean, a, an interesting contrast yeah it was a good choice that's film too but i mean there might be like it might be a yeah 16 mil i think this point. was yeah uh and that's there were, like there's outlets film. down there yeah yeah how the fuck are they patching in to power yeah. like it's not like there's 110 <laughs> down there like do they just get some guy like hey no dude, cut this giant cable and fucking patch into the electrical system yeah maybe but you think well, if it was- mitch is actually correct um do you guys remember henry fucking jesus the guy who was making cornbread, um, he was an electrician before he moved to the tunnel. Oh, so wow. he they just cut them. in and gave them power. Yeah, I mean, like, that's how, like, Tito got power to, like, shave his face. And everyone had power to, like, use their hot plates and shit. So it was Henry. He was, like, a resident electrician. And what you're saying about the dollies earlier, um, there was a guy that they were filming with pretty consistently. But Singer wanted, like, rolling, moving shots and there's rails so they cleared it all off and then he heard that one of the guys uh, on the crew used to work in the rail yards for like 16 years literally laying track so he was walking along with them one day and he's like man how wide are these rails like trying to test them and like instantly he was like oh these are like 14 inches and he was like all right so he knows his stuff so he employed him in the crew to be the dolly manufacturer so they they built one and it was pretty good, but yeah, yeah, Tyler was saying that they like heated up metal rods and burned through for the axle. Hundred percent true, because and like that happened in a night, I think, as far as 
I remember of what Singer had said about that construction that happened overnight. Like he went back to his dwelling in the tunnel because Mark was living with them. He was for like four months prior to filming Mm -hmm. because he was just interested. He was sitting in his apartment and just saw everyone in his part of town uh, being homeless. Like he just saw some homeless people outside of his window. He was like, Jesus, what the hell's going on? like with these people like what is that like because i think he was 21 when he like gave up all of his shit and moved to the street like he took some money that he had made with him and then just slowly started to abandon the life that he knew in an effort to investigate this way of living and yeah so they built the first dolly and i think it caught fire and then they built the second dolly and then it was stolen by i don't want to like point fingers and it's a sad story but uh do you know lee uh remember the guy who was julio who set the trap yeah uh with the pots and pans and so his best friend friend i guess yeah so uh when they were talking about all their pets and julio was like this is miss peaches by the way julio is absolutely my favorite person in this entire documentary He's up what there. What a fucking sweetheart. Yeah. He's up there. Like, such a nice guy. So him and the guy that was sitting beside him, like the really rough looking guy with the beard and less teeth. Oh, I thought uh, that Lee was his together. name. No, he was there. He wasn't a visitor, man. So <laughs> Lee one day uh, took a cart. He was the first guy uh, in the, the camp. Dolly to... that they had made the second dolly and he turned it into like he his was house. the first guy in the camp so, to have a motorhome. Um, My house is on wheels, motherfucker. <laughs> no for real that's what it was because like you just moved so what, to like new deposits went, like, of garbage and shit like two miles down the yeah. tunnel is like yeah. a mile each way yeah he would just forth. choose a new spot yeah fuck you guys yeah. i'm moving but well, yeah was, so they just that was the let him guy, have it because they didn't have the heart to take it back uh, uh, yeah fuck you guys I'm, oh I'm, yeah um, that's true but no that's not true because the guy with the cart was like this is my motorhome oh no it's his van yeah, <laughs> this is my van. Yeah. yeah, this motherfucker. You know what? This is yeah, this is that, um, funny. That guy was awesome. No, no, that guy's name is Ronnie. Yeah. Mark bumps into that guy like really frequently because he still lives in the same area. Mark Singer. Okay. And he was in Central Park, uh, and then some guy calls out. He's like, "Hey, yo." like mark or marky or whatever and then he looks over and he sees ronnie there the guy who was like telling him how to make some money in the tunnel yeah he's like this is my shit and i'm gonna sell it and i'm gonna show you that guy uh got a job with um <laughs> like a landscaping company that was contracted in central park oh sick and he was like a stadium builder so like yeah oh, a lot well, of these guys turned yeah, into construction Tito workers talking about uh, stuff he sells and, Andy, says, and they uh, really wanted to work uh the, there's uh, not a, there's not much swearing in this, in a certain but kind of, uh, there's a certain f word that is dropped in a 30 second timeline that I don't think you could put more <laughs> yeah. f words into that 30 seconds where you're like, damn, dude, you're really using that word up. Yeah. Yeah, gay gay stuff, but he uses the and just goes and he's like out on the street where like I'm assuming there's people walking behind Mark Singer. Where <laughs> imagine walking yeah. and you just hear a homeless guy like you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, a classic. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like, they just swarmed. Like, this I don't was know where filmed they in came a time. From. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that was. Yeah, funny. you can definitely tell that this was filmed uh, before politically correct was even considered. Uh, dude, but also, like, you're homeless, so you're gonna tell a homeless guy, like, hey, don't say that. And he's like, fuck you, man. And you're like, all right, dude, you can say what? that. What? Of course. <laughs> yeah. So um, I remember seeing a Vice documentary. They were in South America somewhere. Ah, fuck. I forget exactly what South Ooh. American country. Smoke them out. But there's people that live in the same circumstances as these people, like underground. And do you guys know what the police and the government do to deal with the homeless problem? That is, that Just is take wild. a guess. Oh, man. Do they release dogs? No. What's your guess, Tyler? You're well, where there is smoke, there is fire. So they Motov cocktail in the tunnels, just light them on fire. Do you think these people have like yeah. excellent and they're like, vision? No, now there's now no more homeless people. We figured so out that problem. It's fucking That's pretty crazy. straightforward. Dude, it's n insane. But and like, they're like, they're talking eyes, to people that were like, like your eyes in there adjust. when, like, oh yeah, I was just chilling. And then so, I like, looked over and there's yeah, uh, fire that, coming down that, the tunnel. Uh, like, I mean, what a little fuck? bit of an extreme example, but it always thinks, uh, makes me think of the movie with uh, Vin Diesel, uh, Pitch Black. And I think they well, did a few movies like Chronicles <laughs> of Reddick and stuff like that. But like their kids probably could like see that, in the dark. That, uh, isn't that like a generation thing? Uh, and basically, yeah. he's there so long, his eyes adapt, and uh, he can see in the dark now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's a science fiction movie. Um, mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah. Um... I think that's how that well, works. Well, I think yeah. it was Tom that said 80% of them, the people down there are. Uh, are I think if you're users. in the dark and you smoke enough um, crack, there's, you'll there's see guys anything, like Tom. Like, so you're good. I felt like Tito you got your base wasn't covered. one of them. I felt like, uh, well. Uh, yeah, to, um, I was surprised I didn't see oh, more uh, like uh, drug use. Latino guy. Well, you could tell that like, there's some people uh, that he definitely said, he, are drug yeah. users. He said he, he did at one point, yeah. but uh, yeah. stopped. Uh, and Yeah. And then, uh, and then Tommy said uh, he's never done it, and never will, uh, as well. Julio, oh Ralph. Uh -huh. Now he just smokes reefer. I think it's just a rationalization thing, right? Like. Uh... Like, well, it's like, would you guys entertain a conversation with a crackhead saying that, like, it, scolding you I mean, for in drinking the 90s alcohol too, like, and saying that it's the same know, marijuana thing? Marijuana wasn't you know, as crack. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Because that whole argument, <laughs> I was like, this lady is beyond fucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was... Like, there I was do heroin, no, but that's fucked up. You smoke weed. They're like, whoa, what? Legalization okay. In, in the mid-90s. So. Shit. Maybe, All right. Uh, maybe uh, and like, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't it's know. Still where technically like Reefer a federal uh, one drug, which 80s? is hilarious. But that like just struck like me the, as odd that I was, was like, "That's weird." No, yeah, like they had like um, 
Like, uh, is it? Oh, yeah. I'm way off then. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there was. It was just super fringe, and like, gotcha. especially in the States, because well, you just like. Reefer, what? What? Reefer mad? Well, <laughs> the technical term or like the. Dude, that's from like the 30s. Yeah. 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 It's from like the 30s. Because like a chick is just chilling in her house and then like she goes to one party and then like she smokes a joint and then like and all this crazy yeah. shit happens. Right. But it's stuff that you're like, wait. She's a devil. Yeah, like I think a bunch of people die, and you're like, wait, <laughs> like that's got to be a movie on the the top 100 worst movies because um, it's just like so fucking yeah, like, ridiculous. Yeah, like Chris said, like, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought yeah. it would be way more prevalent. So the, yeah, the but um, use, no, uh, Reagan's wife movie, was the but, 80s, uh, where just uh, say just no. Just uh, a couple and scenes, and I think it's only really non-rich kids were like, I'm just gonna say yes because I'm not listening to a rich white lady. So fuck you, and drug use went way up. Yeah, like there, there were, there were more than one because, like, in in the first scene with uh, yeah, when so Tommy, like, they wake Tommy up, he's sleeping beside a woman, um, but then you never see her again with him. It really the only the really uh, the I only think, female that they profile. Yeah, so who knows? <clears throat> this is not pro women. This documentary. No, that's crazy. I don't want to put that out there. I want to take that statement back. Huh. He ate her. Allegedly. Yeah, there's a lot of extras for this doc that uh, they talk about. Not exactly that instance, but women in the tunnel and... uh, yeah, you can find it all on YouTube. There's a ton of uh, extras um, clips posted. Yeah, women tunnel tunnel rats, as they say. Going back <laughs> yeah, to uh, say that, the talk of tunnel fugies, are they tunnel fugies? That, that just gave me if they're prostitutes. Yeah, they're 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 they just like post like, like, like yeah, you know, tunnel it's corners. Just, I woke exactly up one night and was like jumping up. across to try and get to the food. Probably stations. And yeah. then the one guy's cooking. He's like the other guy's. I think was Lee. Okay. He's like, wait, you leave all your food there? I need to know my tunnel prostitute terminology. He's like, what? And with all these running around? Yeah. He's like, so you eat off that? <laughs> yeah, it's clean. I thought we were it's, talking it's about It's totally them. clean. He's like, no, it, it was clean. It ain't anymore. Oh. Yeah. A bucket. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was funny. The scene, I forget the two guys, but the guy's like make, cooking the food and he's got the rice and his friend's like, dude, I'm not eating that. And he's like, it's clean. It's clean. And I was like, Haley, um, yeah. what's that guy <laughs> using for a plate? And she's like, um, yeah, bottom like, of a bucket. <laughs> I was like, much yeah. Disease, like, so the I mean, rats down that's there, like uh, the, the crackhead like, argument about like side, smoking though. weed. Like you can't argue with that guy. You're just like, dude, do your thing. You have like the greatest. Oh, that's another thing. All these people need to be employed by like Pfizer and just examined to be like, how the fuck are you still alive? Yeah. 
Yeah. They're like, oh, I've had like polio six times, the black plague 80 times. We're good. I'm like, holy yeah. fuck. <laughs> but yeah. Julio, yeah, that, that part was the trap setter, he died. Yeah, he died a couple of years after this um, stopped filming when they were uh, of liver failure, uh, which could happen like, like, just like with alcoholism. But I don't think he was a drinker. Um, but oh. <clears throat> it can happen from drinking lead uh, contaminated water. Is potable. I could so, see. That yeah, those pipes are definitely lead for sure. Oh, for sure. You never know. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other yeah, what, what water is that clean uh, yeah, water? Do other you know than where that water's coming from? And um, living it, living in the dark twenty four seven, and <laughs> well, that's that's uh, yeah, all right. On the other hand, though, does it not seem that like these guys' life seems pretty right. fucking sweet? Where you're just like, I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. There's some features that I... Yeah, I, well, I mean, like... Yeah. On that, though, they they have the safest oh, yeah. existence of Police. most homeless people, I think. Yeah. Like, all they have to deal with is yeah, each other and do. rats, like, which yeah, you would have to deal with meal. above ground it's anyways. Incredible. So at least they have shelter. Yeah. When it rains, their shit doesn't get ruined. Yeah. Well, like, the one guy is, yeah. like, above ground. Like, the, yeah. you said, Christian, you just got to deal with these people. But like above ground, you got to deal with adults, and kids. The fact that they had like fucking everybody. Like TVs, Cops. yeah. Like obviously with antennas. Like obviously didn't have cable hookup. Wow. Well, yeah. I'm I'm sure. I mean, they're not like yeah. Covered didn't the one guy get a fridge too? Or, like in a Did steel box. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure they still get uh, local. Uh, yeah, I think that was Henry. One or two channels. That's, crazy. And that's it. But yeah. I wonder if they had enough. Yeah. They had, how the fuck do you get a reception there. underground, though? Like, I don't understand how that works. So that's what I was saying. Like, obviously, at, at that point, I didn't know yeah. um, that it, it was shot. No, it was shot in the mid-90s. Um, hmm. So I'm like, holy shit, this was, like, around 2000. Yeah. I was like, you know, Imagine, what if this um, came out, like, a year later? And 9-11. They probably do now if it was still a homeless thing. Like, Imagine they were down there when 9-11 happened. That would be fucking crazy. Holy shit. Because, I mean, like, yeah, like, they're Manhattan. Like, the 9-11 happened? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yep. Yeah. I think we would hear more than just the F word. They might be a little more disparaging to a certain group of people. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I wonder if you'd be able to hear it because, like, the World Trade so Centers were on. How, um, sorry, I'm just like, seeing how far in Manhattan, right? They were. Do you probably? Yeah, I bet you could hear um, it. Fuck. Imagine just like being so, yeah, down there less, and just less than two miles. Like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. It's a mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's a thirty-five minute walk. That would be wild. Shit, that'd be scary. I would not like that. Yeah. It, no. Yeah, thirty-five this, uh, minute walk uh, from Penn Station to One World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, so so it's like five blocks. Absolutely. Um, oh, so totally. Holy shit. Totally. That I, it would have been like <laughs> that tunnel would probably be covered in fucking dust. But yeah, so like, that would have been Jesus. A, like a crazy element to this if it had of. Uh, um, That's like a New York that minute. Time. That damn. Oh, bum bum. <sighs> Wasn't even a joke. <laughs> yeah, is that I, walking I at a New like, York um, groove like via rail? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I, obviously nice. via rail does that song. Um, but uh, yeah, like CN and CP have uh, have their own police force uh, here in Canada. Well, yeah. it's just yeah. Or a little earlier, it blows have, me away that there's Amtrak police happening to train right. Like, yep. uh, if someone's fucking up the tracks or yeah, CN has police, um, graffiti on trains, stuff like that. Huh. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, the Amtrak no, dudes. CP yeah. or CN employees. That would be crazy. A private company. Yeah. No graffiti. We could. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I like there's no way that they operate like traditional police employed by the government though, right? Yeah, I think they're government employees. Really? But like CP's. Yeah, that's right. Dude, can we make three dudes in a dock like a corporation and then have our own police? For sure. Let's get Blackwater. I don't know what they're called now because they had to change their name for fucking humanitarian reasons. But we can find out what they're called. (laughs) (laughs) That means we get to tell you what to do, though, right? (laughs) Me? No, I thought I was with the corporation. This isn't a takeover. Yeah, you are. But Um, but also, Tyler and I are police officers. So no, no, no. We employ (laughs) a lot of uh, a lot of uh, private corporations. Oh, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Um, I want to be a cop. Oh, what? Fuck you. Who wants to be? You get to be a cop. I mean, it's like I don't want to be a cop. I don't like this idea. Arrest. You know, Tyler. We'll talk for jaywalking, like or anything. Be a sheriff. But like, or not via rail. The go, go train in uh, um, Toronto. Oh, so that's not have, creepy uh, at all. Cool, that's terrifying. Police, yeah, yeah. I don't like police, that. You know, people riding without uh, paying fares. Um, you know, anything like if someone assaulted someone on a train. Oh, I know uh, a company that can. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, like they don't have like the overarching uh, powers that. Uh, um, yeah, like a municipal police force or a federal police force would have, um, but they they have jurisdiction over their um, property. <laughs> yeah, I think if shit gets real, they have the power to like hold them until the real cops show up. Yeah, that's well, and the fact the fact that Tommy's dog had puppies. And so now he has what he had four dogs. Um, we talked about that. cops too much. I don't. I don't want to talk about cops anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is crazy. Man, man. so the pets yeah. that these people keep. Man, <laughs> that was surprising. So, for context, they do. They do not look For healthy. For context, uh, Mrs. No, Miss Peaches was actually. a gerbil. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Miss Peaches. Uh, Julio, 
Julio she had was 12 like, kids, I don't know man. how old. There's so many of these. If they Four of them their, died, and their, she ate the rest. Yeah. I was like, I busted a gut. I was like, holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, that is crazy. the saddest fucking story. That's crazy, man. They're like, even the fucking cat didn't want to be down here. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so Julio's like... Uh, menagerie of yeah, animals yeah. that he had at one point, and he has like polaro- polaroids of all of them. Um, there was two cats, yeah, and then one what did cats, they one didn't. <laughs> they fuck um, nothing. There they was fuck. a bird. Yeah, he's like they fuck. Uh, like, yeah, up. that's how they would make more. You are right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking yeah. biology. He expert. said he um, described the bird as a plane. Whenever it took off, papers, yeah. people, everything flew out of the, yeah. out of the way. It had, yeah, the bird had so much power. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then a gerbil. Uh, am I missing any of them? A fucking bird underground, like that bird had to be like, What in the fuck is going on? Pet story, yeah, yeah, because maybe he traded in enough there. bottles to go to the pet store and buy one. I mean. The, the, <laughs> They're 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 fairly Where inexpensive the fuck pets. Do we find I don't these animals? They're, no. they're fairly inexpensive pets. Like this is crazy. And I don't I don't think they do like a home visit. I have like, no idea. The gerbil is the most confusing for... one. Yeah, like, like you like, for sure stole that, right? Like you don't just walk down the street and they're like, oh, there's a wild gerbil. Myself. <laughs> I'm pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> I have all kinds like of tunnels dumb for them. Yeah, that's like, true. Actually, old parent from the blind kid. What? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Only a little bit of crack. Is this going to a good home? Like, yeah. Yeah. He's got two miles to run around. Oh, He's got all the space in the world. The human <laughs> It's gonna be like the I'm humane society would come him. down. It's a community that raises him. All me and all my friends. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. That was funny too. Like kind of a thing that made me chuckle, but it's yeah, fucking it sad when the chick got her place burnt down and the one guy was like, man, you think cops are going to come down here? Like no one's coming down here. You can like basically do whatever you want. And no one's going to do I anything I, from like, aside from killing really? someone, uh, like the cops are never going to come down here. And the fact that like people have lived down there for like 20 to 30 years, I was like, what? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised to even see firefighters. Yeah, yeah, they were putting out fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, these people man, are resourceful, how... but I don't think they're resourceful to have like fire hoses and a whole fire outfit. If they had their own like private <laughs> fire brigade, I'd be like, okay, Amtrak, you got to leave these people because they are way more efficient than the fucking city above so let's just run this as like a social experiment and see what happens here that was a sad part when um they were talking about amtrak coming down and evicting them when they got handed the notice Mm -hmm. that every one of them was like man i think they should just leave us alone and like really (laughs) like the eviction notice is one thing but for you to think that you should stay there means yeah. that the outside external world above ground absolutely does not accept you or at least you've envisioned that they don't yeah which is ah uh, that's that's really fucking sad yeah they're like ah, i'm just 
tapped out of society. So I'm gonna just live down here until I die. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like there's been yeah, so much sadness in this documentary, but the last ten minutes, I would say, are probably like some of the most amazing things I've seen on film. Like them tearing down their shelters and then getting into their apartments. And, yeah. Fucking uplifting as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And the one the one guy they always show him cooking and then he's cooking in his apartment and he's like, Man, that's so crazy that I look back on that in those days. And it's Tommy like the dark days. And then like for his apartment. I could he's never imagine doing that, that now. Around. But when he's you're in the situation, you're just like, Oh Entertain- whatever. It's like this isn't that bad. Yeah, it's like right. it's like dudes of like yeah, that's what, that went to war so and were like, oh man, it was like when I was in it, it wasn't that bad. And then they're like, oh wow, my friends were dying around me. Like, how the fuck did I not go completely crazy? Yeah, I might have to. Yeah, I think that's twenty-five inch TV. He knows the size of TVs now. His mind is gonna blow. Yeah. uh 20 2014 oh okay yeah so it's fucking amazing i'll send it to you guys after but just like tidbits from it tommy uh and brian the guy who shows up like halfway through who is uh in jail for a little while uh singer was um like uh, hinted at about brian that like he's violent unpredictable and just don't associate with this person because you'll probably get hurt and fucked over but apparently, he is the only person that Mark Singer really has uh, kept contact with. But even like to now, well, to that oh. interview seven years ago, um, he sees him like once a month. Uh, so at after this, they roomed together for a little while. Brian got uh, a girlfriend. They had a kid. They got married and then separated. But as this was all happening, he got a job on a fishing boat in Alaska. So he asked Tommy if he wanted to go. They did. They made a shitload of money and then came back. Tommy reconnected with his family, which is insanely cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he lives in uh, North Carolina or something now where that was. Anywhere where his family is from. And uh, uh, New Hampshire. Yeah. but yeah, so <laughs> a weird like sidetrack to this. A bunch of people were putting up comments about where are they now from the interview. And one person said that they heard uh, Tommy's story on Deadliest Catch, the fishing show. Dude, I was just going to say that. Like he was on that fucking show, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Well, that, not like on camera, but he, he was on one of the boats during filming and they yes. talked about his story a little bit. And But I don't think he ever actually gave an interview because he's probably fucking over that shit now, being on film. Yeah. Yeah, so Brian's kept up with the fishing and I think wow. uh, Tommy Tommy just works construction or something in, uh, in Oregon, I think is where he's settled. Cool. But yeah. Yeah, has two kids, and yeah, this interview with um, with people Singer about what happens people. to these people afterwards. Yeah, like well, he keeps contact with them. Like he he saw D like once That's a week cool. for a little while, and uh, yeah, Ronnie and Tito and Henry. Uh, Henry's a cool story. He got his apartment, and the day after he moves in, like he got the keys to his place, 
he randomly bumps into his ex-wife's best friend, like on the street out front of his place. And she's like, holy shit, I've been seeing you in forever. Like, where have you been? How are you doing? Like, where uh, are on you? The ground. And he's like, no, he was like, I live here now. Like, this uh-huh. is where I live. And like, he was super fucking proud. So that randomly allowed him to reconnect with his kids. And he had 10 kids. Whoa, so buddy. like two weeks later, yeah, in the they, uh, they flew out like from across the country and they took him to Utah, uh, where yeah, I, so as far I'm as Mark Singer yeah, knows, he's still his, there. Uh, a, a um, like working, I think he's had like tunnel. two strokes, but um, so he was only off for like six months and then he was uh, back at it. But I yeah, I think that that's Henry's long, style. But, uh, like just take him as it comes and keep working because he got it. But yeah, so like unbelievable story. This interview was was fucking eye opening as hell. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna watch that. Uh, I will uh, link it on our our Twitter as well. Do ah, uh, gotcha. So I think that yeah. So half of it's grayed out, and this is the part that's not grayed out is probably the thirty seconds. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just it's just gray. What. The stuff that's free is black. You do have to pay for that. Read. Just gotcha. putting that out there. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, yeah. Like, and it's crazy to me that, you know, he did something so well. It won so many awards. Uh, yeah. And then I think it's like 18 minutes. After. Yeah. But you can like, still read the transcript. Think, it's you know, not someone watches back. This guy, <laughs> you know, is just a natural talent. Let's, uh, let's get him to, to shoot yeah. our film. Or, this is the only, like, uh, not yeah, even it was a great documentary. Done, like, right. Uh, Let's. Uh, it is. Let's yeah. get him to, to shoot uh, a feature film or a short film or something like that, right? Obviously, you know he made so much work mm-hmm. with so little. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But like someone from like one of those big companies should see this and be like, oh, this yeah. guy has talent. Yeah. Like let's let's try and get him to yeah. to work on one of our but like someone like I that, think that right? that's kind of how it happens though. Yeah. Like this doc couldn't have been done by fucking Warner Brothers. It no just way. it would have been fucked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, Tyler. He well, he did actually. Yeah. Sorry, Mitchko. I'm just. This is why I love you, cause like, you're such a kind, good-hearted person. So Hollywood would just yeah, be like, let's that, get him like, in you, here, you and then we're think, gonna fuck him you know, so hard that he won't know up from down. So then he's like, yeah, I don't want to no, do this anymore. And they're like, yeah, but try we're gonna give you a billion dollars. So you're gonna shut the fuck up and make fucking Lizzie McGuire eighty-two. And he's like, no, I don't to, want to do uh, that. Tell the story about. So him. I could see how he'd just be like, "Fuck, fuck this! I don't want to. I don't want to do this shit." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It would be a cool interview because it'd just be like, dude, why? Like, you hit a home run. Yeah. You climb up the bat and you didn't want to go up the bat again. And you're just like, nah, fuck yeah. it. 
so he did um he was filming i think for six years uh he was stationed with a marine platoon Uh uh, for the states in florida and uh he was disillusioned by the content and then lost funding and then lost interest so uh he shelved it and literally burned the film um Uh so he did try he did try again but too many obstacles, too much bullshit. So he just said, fuck it. And I think now he's part of an underwater exploration team in Florida, scuba diving. Yeah. He works for some like organization and some other, yeah, like deep water mapping or something. Yeah. And there was some environmental thing too. I think I saw, but I wonder what that Marine dog was about then. I think it was just about like Marines and their lives because i think he was with them like he was with this one platoon for two years hoo-ah. like he went to iraq like multiple times and yeah oh he saw some hua then yeah his story on how he came to start this doc like dark days is um humbling but uh, i think it could have only happened in somewhere like new york so he was yeah. born in london moved to Miami, Florida when he was like 16 and then moved to New York because he was offered a modeling job. So by the time he was 21, he had done a bunch of shoots and was carrying like a portfolio of his pictures of himself. Uh, And it just all felt really superficial and he was starting to get really annoyed with it. So uh, he just, he saw these homeless people out of his apartment window and he was like fuck and i don't know what the fuck i'm doing and he was only 21 so like parties and shit all the fucking time but then he is contrasted in his like waking life of the other side of new york and then eventually the underside of new york Mm -hmm. also i have come across him mention this uh name a couple of times john murphy I can't, and he references him as a poet, uh, like a beat poet from like the fifties and sixties. Okay. Um, like a real, like intense heroin addict, but I can't find any of John Murphy's work. Um, I, I like beat poetry. Did he uh, go by a different like Neil Cassidy? Or? And maybe he, maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe it was never published. Like maybe he exists in other people's work, like Jack Kerouac or Neil Cassidy or oh, Burroughs, William S. Burroughs or something. Yeah. Or like insert his poems into their yeah. shit. But I, maybe. I can't find anything about this guy, but so, um, Mark Singer somehow found himself talking to John Murphy, the heroin addicted beat poet. From the 40s? So he was like touring around alive. That's crazy. Well, in the 90s, it's only 40 years. Dude, that's still wild to me of like doing heroin in the 50s. And you're like, ah, I made it through. But anyways, continue. Well, he was still doing heroin. So, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. John Murphy was like Good touring job, him around Johnny. the city. And then Mark was like, so I keep hearing about these, these tunnel people. Like, why aren't you in the tunnels? It seems a lot better. And John Murphy was like, fuck no, man. It's fucking crazy down there. You'll get killed. They'll eat you. So now... Mark is like, holy fuck, that's even cooler than what you're doing. I need to get down there to see what the hell is going on. So yeah. he initially had zero intentions of making a documentary. Absolutely none. Yeah. And then he gets down there, moves in, befriends them. He's shooting the shit one night and someone uh, like makes a joke about a rat 
yeah and then like tyler said he's like we should make a movie about this and then mark's like why not <laughs> like we we could we could yeah. be the crew we'll make the movie we'll sell it and then we'll split the the profits and we'll get everyone out of here like you guys can leave do you and it just took off do you guys think that like the story that christian just told like that seems like it would be a pretty cool movie that just like it literally a guy is. going to hollywood being a, or going to new york like the top of the like on his way to be like a successful model and then just be like fuck this i'm gonna be homeless so like that would kind of be a cool movie i don't know i feel like that would inject it into the spectrum of unworthiness that once it's on film like that as a fictional movie or even like based on a true story bullshit yeah i feel like it takes away from the worth like the value that mark had found yeah will become like it will evaporate i'm just and... trying to get mark some money man <laughs> no, of course. yeah i think he was approached by a bunch of production companies oh like i could editing and post pro companies movie yeah yeah, yeah. about his story and about taking over dark days for him but he just he had creative control and if he gave it away then he doesn't have the ability to continue to lift these people out and then the point changes that like you made this movie to try and help these people and now you're just doing it to make money (laughs) well i like this guy more and more we talk about yeah he's a good bloke he's pretty cool he's a pretty Yeah, he's a good bloke. No. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. Real question. Is he, he English or is he American? Does he have dual citizenship? He would have dual. Oh, so you still think he's cool, Christian? Uh, Yeah, for sure. He's born in England. Yeah, but he's halfsies. Or I don't know how dual citizenship would work. Wouldn't he be halfsies? It's... Wait, what do you mean? I'm just... Oh, okay. Yeah, true. I'm just trying to get at this point because he lives. <laughs> That's all I'm trying. Well, to. I was just gonna say at this point he's probably lived longer in the states than he has in London. I don't think he frequents London too often. Um, as he was touring this film, though, at different awards and uh, festivals, he was as poor as he was when he was in the tunnel. Like he roomed, like he slept on the floor of some of the dude's apartments that they got at the end of the film, like Tito and mm-hmm. Ralph and Tommy, he slept on their floor as he was touring this and receiving awards. Like he would stand up on stage and be like, Oh, thanks. Thanks everyone for yeah. the thing. And then he'd go home and like slum it with Tommy on the floor. Cause he didn't have any money. Like Tommy was in a better position than he was by the end of this film. Oh man. This is what fucking pisses me off about like just the production aspect and like, making of things where like how the fuck did this guy not get funding like this is such a good idea and like how did someone not just like hey man let's just throw some money at this and like do we really need to make like guy shoots enemy 86 like do we really need to make that movie i don't think we do so let's put that funding into like this project that could like actually directly help people but like, oh wait, the dumb masses want to see guy shoot people eighty six. So we're gonna make eighty more of those. And like, fuck, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. Yeah, it feels more and more like idiocracy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But stuff like this is like that's what's good about like crowd 
crowdfunding websites and just like shit there of like if you have a good idea like a good idea is a good idea and like just put it out there like if this was released today i wonder if it would get as much fanfare or like i wonder if it would be a bigger bigger thing i mean you probably have to take out the one scene where they're talking about the films but it's tricky though because that'd be like inventing uh or like explicating a philosophy about rejecting digital media but the Mm -hmm. only way to get it to people nowadays is through fucking digital media so you kind of shoot yourself in the foot like you become the martyr to your own idea and i think that yeah i i don't think that this could exist nowadays i think if it did it would it would be fucked over by the very system that fucked over the content Mm -hmm. it would bite itself in the tail too quickly Mm -hmm. okay yeah, I think people would miss the point. Yeah. But does this remind you guys of another dog? Um, it kind of reminds me of um Wild Styles. I don't know. We never watched that, have we? It's a no. gra- graffiti documentary from the 70s, late 70s. So it's kind of the same Whoa. thing of like a guy just hanging out in New York City and he was seeing these kids do graffiti and like the one kid like he just did his name and like his address and this guy would like be in manhattan and then see this name and then be like on the completely different side of new york city and see this kid's name and then be like who the fuck is this kid so they go and interview people and it's like the pioneers of fucking graffiti artists in new york city and it's the coolest shit because it's like gritty it's that style it's kind of like the 80 blocks from Tiffany, just like 70s, 80s New York to me looks so cool, but I would never want to go there because it's fucking crazy because it's like a goddamn war zone because the town, like the city was just like, hey, let's not let's cut off the rail line to this section of people and just completely fuck them and like, fuck it. So like what went on there, like the 80 blocks from Tiffany is where like the street gangs where it's like, um, what the fuck is that movie? The Warriors. Right? It's like the Warriors, oh, yeah. but it's a documentary. And they're like, this is the coolest shit ever. So any of that wow. really reminds me of that kind of just gritty New York. I, I had never thought about that before. Um, the subway system kind of like New York is an organism and the subway system is its veins and like pruning a plant you can cut off at will access to a particular neighborhood or that particular neighborhood's access to the rest of the area and like you can prune and accident accidentally you can like you can literally prune your society to become more gentrified well they didn't accidentally do it but yeah i get what you're saying and like there's stuff with like on ramps and off ramps of highways where there's like certain sections where there's just no way to get off the highway so like and then like where where bridges are set up it was like set up to like just completely fuck neighborhoods so you're like oh jesus this is like this is racism on a level that is like so fucking wild (laughs) like how it's like built into the infrastructure of some places yeah like you're Holy an engineer shit. and they're like no this That's is amazing the engine from the engineer's point of view this is the best place to put a bridge and they're like yeah but 
there's a bunch of Puerto Ricans over there. He's like, oh my God, move it down here. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it's fucking wild. So, yeah, man. all in all, uh, and then like you could revive parts of the city too and try yeah. and eliminate yep. residents there just like Amtrak did. But then when you do that, you just kick out homeless we'll, people uh, or kick out like you. the undesirables. I have and you're like, look at how beautiful week. this neighborhood is. But they're um, like, wait, this is yeah. nothing what this neighborhood Not was. Not quite as uplifting. So it's, it's no. tricky. It's a, it's another 2000 documentary. Uh, <laughs> also premiered at uh, yeah, Sundance. Definitely. I don't know yeah, definitely. Yeah. I said this would be totally premiered. I want to try and get a hard copy of this. Award at Sundance. Um, just Melvin, Just Evil. <laughs> Ooh, man! If this is about kids dying, so basically the director James Ronald White um, just documents uh, the uh, yeah and the sexual abuse and incest uh, and everything that uh, went on in his family. Oh yeah. fuck me! Oh, <gasps> why? That's I take right. it you know this one. <laughs> yeah. So we will. Uh, We will uh, come back and uh, and see what Melvin has to to offer us uh, next week. He's got like a real real cool uncle and a cool grandpa. Let's just say Melvin is uh, a real upstanding citizen. (laughs) But we we have to take the uh, it's so fucked up good with the bad and uh, watch them all. That's the name of the game. That's true. I think I've got an idea of what he has in his Okay, pocket. well, we'll be Fuck. back next week. With That's going to suck. Just it's a rocket. Right? Just evil. He's got a rocket in his pocket. Talk to you later, guys. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to be here. Fair enough. Man, there's so many documentaries on molestation. That's fucked up. We need to do something about this. Later. Peace.